Welcome to CEO and Founder Magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. I'm Sheila Clefcorn, professional fractional CMO for B2B companies and host of the podcast. I'm deeply committed to transforming the world through technology, one company at a time. So stick with me until the end of the show, and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest with just 15 to 20 minutes of your time. I'm glad you're here. Hi, and welcome back to the CEO and Founder Magic podcast. I am thrilled today to have author Kevin Holt with me, and he's got an incredible new book and course out about differentiation strategy. So Kevin, to start, tell me what differentiation strategy is and what business problems does it solve? Sure. Uh, And first, thank you for having me, Sheila. A differentiation strategy is basically about being different in a way that causes customers to prefer your offering or want your offering more than your competitor's offering. And uh, it basically solves three fundamental business problems. Uh, The first one being the problem of keeping your existing customers. Uh, The second one being the problem of growing slower than your competitors and the third being the problem of having to charge lower prices than your competitors in order to win business. So really differentiation strategy helps by changing your marketing and your go-to-market strategy so you win more business, right? Exactly. That's a great way to put it. So tell me a little bit more about the first problem. If if a company is having trouble keeping your existing customers, what does that mean and how would differentiation help? Okay. Well, here uh, an important thing to understand is that uh, uh, you might be competing with uh, more than just your what you consider to be your traditional competitors. Um, although, you know, you might be losing customers to to those traditional competitors, just like, uh, you know, Burger King and uh, Wendy's and so forth are the traditional competitors of McDonald's. But uh, another, I'll put it in quotation marks, competitor is the customer's option of uh, doing whatever you do or making whatever you do in-house. So you may lose them because they decide they'd rather uh, make or do what you do in-house rather than have you do it. And yeah, that's a good and, point that somebody taking it in-house can be a competitor, especially for a service business or something like that, right? Sure. And, uh, you know, an example of that, a service example of that would be the person who uh, decides they'd uh, rather do their own taxes rather than uh, have an accountant do it. So, uh you can lose customers to both what you conceive of as your traditional competitors, as well as to that alternative of them taking it in-house. So they can go to a competitor, they can do it themselves, they can do nothing, or they can even stick with a previous offering. But most people think about losing customers to competitors, right? Right. So So, what if, it sounds like, the situation you're in right now is we go into a recession for many companies. So what about the problem of growing slower than your competitors? 
Well, the um, um, problem with growing slower, and a, a lot of managers don't um, necessarily uh, fully understand the that problem of growing slower, is that um, it's ultimately a threat to your survival. And uh, so you need to understand why it's important to grow faster than your competitors. And the reason for that is that uh, if your competitor is growing faster than you are, that means every year they have more and more profit to reinvest in, say, advertising or in product innovation or service training or some other thing that makes them more competitive. And so once they reinvest in that, then the next year they have even more profit to reinvest um, and on and on it goes. So, uh, you know, it's basically a uh, an example of that old saying, the rich get richer while the poor get poorer. And uh, you don't, you know, you, de you definitely do not want to be the poor guy getting poorer while your competitor progressively gets uh, richer and stronger. So uh, another reason to have a differentiation strategy is to make sure that you're growing faster than your competitor, that you're the rich guy getting richer every year. Yeah, that's certainly compelling. Well, how does a differentiation strategy enable you to grow faster or scale faster than your competitors? Um, well, uh, again, it goes back to the uh, definition of differentiation, which is it's about being different in a way that causes customers to prefer you to your uh, competitors. And uh, when customers want your products or services more than your competitors, then they're going to buy more of your offering when you price it uh, the same as your competitors, which means that you're growing your market share, you're a rich guy getting richer, or you can charge uh, a higher price than your competitors, um, which also addresses that problem of um, uh, being the poor guy getting pro progressively uh, poor. You again become the rich person getting richer with that bigger, ever increasing pool of profits to reinvest in being a stronger and stronger uh, competitor. So I think what you're saying is that having a differentiation strategy for your business and your go-to-market strategy means that you can actually charge more. So it's not even just about getting commoditized, but you can actually charge more and, and grow faster if you have a solid differentiation strategy. That's, so what, what happens when you're the same as your competitors? Well, then you're basically a, a, an undifferentiated commodity. And the only way for you to compete is to charge lower prices than your competitors. And uh, that, again, sets you on the uh, poor getting poorer path that ultimately ends in you going out of business. So you do not want to be, be a commodity and differentiation is the exact opposite of being a commodity. So based on everything you said, it sounds to me like the reason for differentiation boils down to surviving and thriving, which is really important right now as many think that we're already in a recession, right? That's abs absolutely right. And that's a great way to put it. So how does a company go about being different? Well, if you 
think of what a company offers to customers, their offering, um, you can think about it existing at three levels. And at the first level, on the first floor, the bottom level, uh, you have um, the level of the product and service attributes. And then in the middle level, you have the uh, offering consisting of some hybrid of a product and a service or a service and a product. And then at the highest level, the top level, we're talking about things like uh, sales and marketing and uh, customer relationship management and uh, distribution channels. So people can be different at a product level, at a product service level, or even about their sales and advertising and customer relationships. Right. A lot of people, if they're struggling right now, really thinking about differentiation as it relates to their marketing and sales is one of the things that could probably help them the most. But just tell me a little bit about the level of product and service attributes. Why would somebody want to think about that in relation to their sales and marketing as well? Okay. Um, Well, you've probably heard it said that a, a product or a service consists of a bundle of attributes. And so one way to be different is to offer a unique bundle of attributes. So and, when, and, can you give me an example of that? Sure. Um, the classic example, it's a B2C example, is uh, IKEA. Uh, if you've ever been in one of their stores, you know that the uh, attributes, uh, they their bundle of attributes is vastly different than uh, what you find in a traditional furniture store. And uh, one of the main things they do differently, they do a lot differently, but one of the main things is to flat pack their furniture so that uh, customers can take the furniture home immediately rather than having to uh, wait weeks or months for it to be delivered. And getting back to how does that relate to your advertising and sales? Well, you now have uh, for your salespeople a unique attribute to sell and you have a unique attribute um, to uh, promote in your advertising. And this flat pack is the attribute that that Ikea sells to make them different than any other furniture store because it means that you can put it together yourself, right? Right, right. And, and, uh, and you can take it home immediately rather than like at a traditional furniture store having to wait you know, weeks or months for it to arrive. And, and that's just really one of the- them grow globally. It's been amazing that they have that really thoughtful di- differentiation and really know their customer, their particular segment of the market really well. How about oh, a ab- B2B example? Uh, uh, a B2B example would be uh, Carbon Motors, um, which uh, offered uh, a- car that was specifically built for police departments. And so the bundle of attributes, the unique bundle of attributes that they offered uh, included things like um, the cockpit contained built-in controls for the radios and sirens and flashing lights, as opposed to taking a car from uh, a traditional car and having to install all those things. Uh, The doors contained bulletproof panels, the back seat was made of plastic so it could be easily hosed off and um, a very important attribute is that the um, procurement operating and disposal costs were all less than uh, a standard car 
So they, they customize their product for a, a unique buyer, a police department. So it's possible to customize just for your target market. If you have a subset of a wider target market, that's really important. But can you give an example of a B2B service that has unique attributes? Sure. Um, here, a good example is um, Stripe, which is an online payment processor that competes with PayPal. And rather than simply providing a, a payment uh, gateway like PayPal does, Stripe's software and uh, APIs, their application programming in interfaces, um, give companies everything they need to uh, manage and customize their online payments, which uh, eliminates uh, the hassle of having to bring together disparate systems. So, uh, so Stripe's that, making just a much easier process because they're focused on uh, making it very efficient. Right, and enabling the user to, to customize, um, mm -hmm. customize the product as opposed to PayPal, which what you see is what you get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and customization is a big thing for people today, especially now that um, Gen Z are like 27 or the oldest Gen Zs are 27 or 28, and they are buyers in these companies for sure. Right, so right. What about exactly. the middle level, the hybrids you mentioned? Right. Um, that's a great level um, for companies that don't want to take a really radical, uh, employ a really radical differentiation strategy that, that really requires a, a bet the company um, effort or, or strategy. And um, there are various ways to create hybrids, but the two main ones are product service hybrids and the reverse service product hybrids. In uh, the first case, the idea is to differentiate your product by pairing it with a service that enhances the product. Mm -hmm. And in the second case, the idea is to do just the opposite, which is to differentiate your, your service by pairing it with a product that enhances the service. So can you give me one example? Sure. Um, the uh, uh, good example is manufacturers that add uh, uh, the manufacturer product. So that's a product service example. This is a product service example. And they, they add um, either maintenance, management, advisory, or some other kind of service to their products. So, for example, um, Otis has paired elevator maintenance services with their core uh, elevator product. IBM has paired IT man some IT management services with their core computer products. And uh, one that I really like that I, I find intriguing is Sherwin-Williams, which has paired advisory services for small paint contractors uh, to their core paint products. Great examples. What about service product hybrids? Um, here, uh, again, it's just the opposite. A company starts with a core service, that's their core business, and it differentiates itself by enhancing that service with a product. And uh, ex an example here is a company called Empower, which is um, a media buying service that added a whole suite of software products like um, uh, ClearTrade, for example, I think is the name, which is a programmatic uh, media buying platform. And then another one is um, uh, 
called uh, Me Media Agent, which is a software as a service, service media planning tool that uh, they've targeted at smaller companies. Um, and, then and how about the third level you mentioned, the company level? The uh, company level, at that level, you can uh, uh, differentiate on the basis of your sales and marketing activities, on your distribution channel activities, and uh, your customer relationship activities. Those are the three main areas you differentiate at the uh, company level. And um, as you well know, uh, there are all sorts of ways to use uh, uh, sales and marketing to differentiate yourself. And sales, for example, IBM and Xerox are uh, well known for differentiating themselves by having uh, more knowledgeable sales staff than their competitors. And of course, companies regularly differentiate themselves by doing more and better advertising. Kevin, thank you for all the examples. Those are great. We don't have much time left. How should a company go about identifying differentiation opportunities? Well, there are a whole bunch of ways, and those are covered in uh, my book and, and the course that uh, serves as the field guide to the book. But um, I sort them, uh, all those ways, into three fundamental categories, uh, first being segmentation methods, second being attribute methods, and the third being action methods. And uh, segmentation methods include industry segmentation and market segmentation. Uh, attribute methods include the, what's known as the strategy canvas and attribute maps and uh, attribute line methods. And then action methods include the consumption chain uh, method, jobs to be done method, and a number of different journey mapping methods. So I know having read your book that you just go into a tremendous amount of detail about how to do this differentiation. So companies pay big bucks to have you come in as a consultant and help them with these processes. And for our listeners, many of whom are CEOs and founders, the really great thing that some of our clients love about you is that you can get this same information in the book and in the course. So tell me where someone can find the book and the course. Um, you can buy both um, at uh, differentiationstrategy.com. Um, and there you'll find a, a, a link to uh, Amazon um, for the book and uh, uh, a way to buy the course if that's your preference. Oh, that is so awesome that you have taken this to the masses, something that has differentiated companies. Uh, you've done a tremendous work in terms of helping companies increase their profits, whether they're hotels, uh, service businesses, all kinds of businesses, and you've been doing this for a long time. So I am super sad that we are running out of time, but I want to thank you for being on the podcast, Kevin. How can folks, again, get in touch with you? Uh they, there's a link at their information on differentiationstrategy.com, or they can call me at 602-510-8080, uh, or they can email me at kholt at coinnovationconsulting.com. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, Kevin. And, and for all of you out there, see you next time. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you for listening to CEO and Founder Magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. If you felt like this podcast interview captured your story, would you share it on social media? It's easy. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social account. Be sure to use hashtag CEO Founder Magic and tag anyone you think would be a great guest. I love to see your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to be sure you don't miss any episodes, please subscribe and we'll be excited to have you listen. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. And if you know of other business-to-business company CEOs who have compelling stories and who might like to be on this program as well, please visit keo.bz slash book today. That's keo.bz slash book today. And if you want to know more about our fractional CMO program, just go to our website, do a a search on services for fractional CMO, or you can follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at KEO Marketing. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. I'm Sheila Clefcorn, and it's been a pleasure having you on CEO and Founder Magic.